0: Let's go, who's up next? internet to the xbox empire podcast part of the play some video games network of podcasts i'm elaine donnie's here time to talk about xbox stuff and other stuff in video games you know how we do it's never just xbox stuff because (laughs) we can't help ourselves we like all video games Mm. how dare we speaking of video games donnie did you uh did you finish the medium
1: i did i very much did
0: you love it as much when you finished it as you did as of last week when we spoke about it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it paid off like it cashed in well enough at the a end. Really good ending. Okay. All we were right. We're talking about the endings. Okay.
1: It lands the ending very well. Um, there are several Ooh. reveals that make it worth being there. You go through this really cool section, which I won't name, um, but it has a very distinct art style. I talked to another player that um, played it as well. He did not like that section nearly as much as I did. Because you do just kind of run through it. It okay. like it's not very eventful. But I was just really mm-hmm. digging the atmosphere in like this cool okay. freaking place. Um so oh,
0: I like the sound of that.
1: It was like giving me Wolf Among Us vibes. If anybody's
0: Okay. I was digging. Boy, it. it's been a while for me. Yeah.
1: So I am
0: uh I need to finish that video game.
1: Yeah, so I really liked <laughs> I just, it. Now that I, I finished it, I got a lot of achievements. Which I don't really? care for. I don't really notice them, but um, said friend was, uh, we were kind of tracking each other's progress by the way, because you get a, you know achievement like everything that you, every chapter or whatever. Okay. got um, a lot of achievements. If you're an achievement hunter, I think the medium is an easy playthrough, because I got like, I don't know how many, but I got like 38 or something like that, like a lot. Wow, Just damn. for a playthrough. And you
0: weren't like, I was going to say, were you trying to no, hunt everything down? No, like, no. Like, okay, okay.
1: I was trying to find as many hidden things as I can. I don't know what I missed. I, I didn't look... Too. I don't look... I don't... I don't care. <laughs> for story <Okay>. reasons... <laughs> That's fair. For story reasons, I was trying to find as many things as I could. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. got a lot of them. Um, But okay. prob- I'm probably... I am guarantee you, I did not 100% it on my first playthrough blind. Like, I'm sure something's in there that I, that I did not get. But I think I got a lot of them. So I would feel... I feel very confident saying that I thoroughly played that game. Um, I did it- thoroughly enjoy it. And my... My lasting review that I could give to other people is because of the style the game is in, I don't think it's a game that you can recommend for everybody. Like I said, I think it's going to be mixed on people. Um, If you are a person who likes to play games that are very heavy in narrative, like if you like Telltale games or Life is Strange games, if you liked Edith Fincher, Ethan Carter, if you like Call of the Sea, um, things like that, I think there's a lot to love with this game. And for that reason, I think it's one of my favorite games. Non first-party Game Pass games I've ever played.
0: Okay, okay, that's I like coming off of like Blair Witch, which I it was boy, middling, <laughs> you know, um, into something like this. Like it's kind of an impressive. You didn't like Blair Witch at all, either, no, and correct?
1: and right. Technically, I thought Blair Witch was quite poor. The resolution, that, and the image was not great, and it really kind of it, it, bad. Shot, it did, Yeah, it looked bad. I said it that, looked bad. It just it, looked bad. <laughs>
0: It looked bad. Like, I'm not going to be kind about it. I actually didn't play that one myself. Uh, I watched a playthrough of it because I needed to skip the parts where there's like, like, there's something about wounded animal sounds or upset Mm, animal sounds, mm -hmm. especially dogs, that I have a hard time with. Like, I, so I knew it was there and I was like, "Mm, let me just, I'll watch someone. And I was like, boy, this looks like crap. (laughs) But I get it. Like, it was a cross gen, if you will, you know, an older game. But, To come off of that experience and have them, it sounds like stick the landing on the medium for what it is. For Unlike what it Blair Witch,
1: is. the medium's gorgeous. It was really, yeah, it really pretty to look at in a lot of different ways. And uh, yeah, like I said, the the style of game is not going to be for a lot of people. I think of people that are really focused on gameplay. Like if you if you play story games and you feel bored, the medium is probably not for you.
0: Sure. There's some stuff there. Like,
1: like you're going to be doing some stuff, but a majority of it is investigative. It's investigative. You're finding things. You're reading things. You're looking at things. And if you find that boring, it's probably not a game for you. There's not, like, like incredible puzzle elements or action to be found here.
0: The horror genre leans that way. Yeah, of course. Right? Like, there are varying degrees of it, but the horror genre for video games leans into, like... We're setting a tone, so we're making it that way to make it unsettling. And so I feel like that whole genre, you can almost say, like, look, it's not going to be necessarily for you if you're not here for some form of narrative or investigation. And
1: that's probably why I like it more than what I would imagine most. I mean, the Metacritic on its middling, it's like a seven.
0: Right. That's actually better than I expected because of the type of game it is. I usually expect those to average a little lower. Just, I mean... Edith Finch even, and it's critically acclaimed, does not like, it's not for everybody. And Correct. the people who it's not for really don't like it. And that's fine. And I get that. The you know story I mean? of the so. medium
1: is on is on par with Edith Finch. Ooh. Like, it, like, right. it, like well, it has a I'll... really good writing if you're, like, I would say if you're, if you're, if you seek it, but that's not even true because you don't have to find all the hidden things to understand. Like it has great writing on its own and it's enhanced if okay. you find other stuff.
0: So the collectibles are there to add to the story, yeah. thing, not just like, ooh, a shiny thing that you stick in your yep. pocket. Okay, I like that. I don't like, Until Dawn kind of did that okay, too, like where the collectibles had something for you, story mm-hmm. and narrative wise. I like that. I don't just want to find a thing where it says, look, a shiny statue. I, I, that's dumb. I don't care.
1: I think you Until Dawn I mean? is the I'll, easiest comparison, and they're very different games because yeah, Until sure. Dawn has all the decision-making aspects where you can have all these different outcomes, and the medium doesn't um but like the what sure. you play and how you play the game they're very similar
0: Oh good I love Until Dawn it's my favorite like it's one of my favorite horror games because it's b Horror Teens I love B
1: Horror Teens It's one of the few PlayStation it. games I own physically
0: <laughs> I, I own that game like, both ways I think That's um, the
1: highest praise I can give a <laughs> yeah, PlayStation games I yeah. I have the box like I keep the box of the game It's it's great like game.
0: it perfectly. It perfectly plays on those tropes. You yeah. know what I mean. Like so, anything that gets put in that bin for me, I'm instantly going to play. And I've been in a game funk for like weeks. where Yeah, we all go through these. I've, I've said this a couple weeks ago. I just haven't wanted to play anything. I've just been like doing that thing where I dip in and out, and I can't quite commit. Mm-hmm. But this might be enough to shake me from the funk. I need something to like.
1: I think the medium was a shake. great palate cleanser because a lot right. of what I'm playing right now is old or things I've already played, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Sean Sean was asking on Twitter what do you think the best game of 2021 is and that's such a loaded question because it's like the th- second week of February, right? We're only it's a 6 early. weeks in. But so far it's a little early. my answer would be The Medium. Um medium. I don't have a lot of and- options, but that would be the one.
0: Mine is probably Hitman 3 <laughs> and that might end up being nice. my favorite game of 2021 depending on what else comes out this year and how what good it is because like there's something just that's one of those games I've been dipping in and out of, but it's built to do that. Hopefully if you go through the story pass. maps. Hopefully, they all come to Game Pass, but because Hitman One and Two, they're not on Game Pass, are they?
1: No, one of them came. Didn't put them on there, but no. they left,
0: and then went off. I think yeah. it was two. Might have been one. Um, Hitman games are the perfect games for when you're kind of in a game funk, because once you go through the maps once, you can dip back in and be like, oh, I want to do this story mission, or I just want to accomplish this goal, you know, and it's like just right for like, I just want to do this for 45 minutes and be done. That's kind of yeah. what I've been doing. Also, it's really hilarious to just like have one of my kids sitting by me like narrating. <laughs> like, I'm a terrible parent. I think that stuff's hilarious. My, yeah, your my story was up. great. Pick up the baseball, pick up the, <laughs> just, <laughs> just how do you know that guy doesn't like you, mom? Oh, he's got a white dot over his head. I walked into a room later. And my daughter's like, yo, they all don't
1: like you. <laughs> <Sus>. like, yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm very sus. <laughs> mom, why are you creeping around? I'm like, because no one likes me. I think you my daughter would, would love that too. It's great. It's, um, and they, like, my kids are now trying to talk me into like starting maps with the dumbest costume possible. Of like course. wear the clown outfit. I'm like, of of course. why? It's a very expensive mansion, but mother
1: that's the funnest wow. part yeah i i would play the game that entirely that
0: way yeah. i do the, the missions once through and then i get as stupid as possible yeah. and uh it's designed a lot of people say oh i don't like stealth games and i said this before it's designed for you because it's designed with ai you can break like it's not and you don't even have to try very hard <laughs> so uh i really like that game that's probably my favorite of 2021 so far so nice that's that's most of what i've been playing i dip in and out of like Tetris effect or valhalla when i just want to Screw around. I'm an adult. Yeah, I can't commit. I'm like, no, I'm video game non-committal right now. I don't know what my problem is. So
1: this is completely unrelated to our podcast, our show, or anything about that. But because oh, yeah. you're you, um, I wanted to tell you that I watched a documentary about Class Action Park, Action okay. Park in New Jersey.
0: Oh, is that? Yeah, I know what that. Yeah, I totally know what that is. Did you ever what go to it? Documentary was this. It's on I've HBO. No.
1: My wife and I enjoyed it last night. And apparently this is a park in Jersey um that this mad Vince McMahon Trump-esque dude built, where he built the most ludicrous Joe Bob and Frank <laughs> thrill rides that sent all kinds <laughs> of people to the hospital and killed kids and Yep. One person was electrocuted on the bumpers on the bumper boats, and they had like real go karts, and the, the people would drive through the. And it was all ran by like teenagers, and it is the most um, oh yeah caddyshack type story in real life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And everybody's like, that couldn't possibly happen in Jersey. It's in the Northeast. And I'm like, I don't oh, think you understand.
1: Absolutely like, happened in Jersey. And
0: we can 100%. You've seen our carnivals. We can do that. We can do that in a moving
1: fashion. I felt bad so. when they started detailing like the accounts of the people that died because like 60 minutes through that movie, I was like, I don't see what the big fuss is about. I'd totally jump off that. <laughs> the entire movie. I was like, oh, I like, totally oh. do that ride. That looks hilarious. <laughs> that looks so, so much fun. like
0: that. That place and that documentary is why I don't like getting on roller coasters like I'm because my engineer brain goes through all the ways that this could go wrong and how it only takes one idiot installing they something. Built a water slide with a
1: loop it. that like they just built homemade. So they, they tell the story of these people oh that like God. they were they paid the workers a 100 bucks to go through as like a test run. And how they were That's just, it- like, <laughs> bouncing through the tube on the loop and hitting their head and getting oh, squished. And God. they had to cut a hole in the top so they could get people out because they're getting stuck.
0: I'm going to watch this. What is the name of this documentary? And it's Tell called the
1: Class people. Action Park. It's on it HBO Max. Park, okay. I've been on a documentary quest. I feel like uh, – I mean, I've always liked documentaries. My wife loves the true crime stuff. So anytime we can get, like, oh. some real, you know, charismatic murder plot, whatever – Mystery, she's all into that. And then I just really love, like, these bizarre things. I don't like these documentaries that are like, let's show you how awful humanity is. Like, that's, I'm not, I don't want to be brought down. No, no, no. But, like, the Tiger King, like, don't F F with cats. Like, when you sit down and you're like, I can't believe this is happening type stuff. And so I've I've been looking for stuff, (laughs) trying to find something. And I ran across this class action park and it was... Not as crazy, but it was pretty funny. They have like this. So it's six. We have Six Flags here in Georgia, and they have like this uh, ride called Thunder yeah, River you? where you get yes. on the little raft. So they, they had the first Thunder River, and it oh, was God. a train wreck. <laughs> they had all these rafts hitting each and they've got video. Of all these kids plowing oh into each God. other and kicking each other and these stories of girls like doing like these swing ropes. They would take their tops off and dudes would like flip everybody off. And there was like a thousand people on the stairs and they'd all like cheer for each other. Or they'd all cuss each other out if you didn't do a trick or something. And I was just like,
0: all right, what is I'm gonna this? Go watch this. Heathenism. I'm gonna, <laughs> your wife would like there's a recent like midnight stalker we or, or something one. like that on Netflix. Did you We've watch it? The 1985s. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, I, we I did
1: know that one. Um, you would, the Murder on Middle Beach. We're doing the one now about the hotel that just came out today. Oh, we're,
0: I wanna watch that. We're three episodes
1: that. into that and that's super weird and yeah, so we, we do all of those things.
0: Okay. So you're you're on a documentary kick and I watched all of the other reason to by the way, if anyone's listening to this, I don't care. The other Tiger reason King. to watch uh HBO Max is Tiger King. The other reason for HBO Max is the flight attendant was excellent.
1: Oh really? Like, it
0: was eight it was eight episodes of Kaylee Kuoko playing Both dark comedy and a very, very believable alcoholic. And it was exceptionally good. The plot goes off the deep end. It gets a little wild, but it's her acting. Like, I've only ever seen her in comedy. She, she was like, I was, my husband watched it with me and he's like, I didn't think she had range. She has range. I'm like, yeah, Hmm. that's, if you have HBO Max, that's, we're finishing,
1: personally, we're finishing The Office for like the fourth time under lockdown. Yeah. So
0: I do that. So
1: (laughs) I'm in the, like, I, my wife loves to watch TV. I don't. So I'm trying, I told her, I'm like, we've got to find something new to watch. Like I'm, I can't yeah. keep watching the same thing over and over again. So I think we, I think we, we're going to try Cobra Kai this weekend.
0: It's very good. That's it has no right to be as good as it is. It made us go back and rewatch the first three movies. It is exceptional. I am deeply impressed with Cobra Kai. Even my nice. kids liked it. Like it was, um, it made Don and I laugh a lot. Like, this is what happens. When I get out of a video game mood, I get into a TV mood. So Mm -hmm. we did Cobra Kai and we did The Flight Attendant. And they're both great.
1: So every time I I watch watch TV, I feel like it's time I could be spending playing games. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Me
0: too. Me too. So I hold on to the TV for the moments like this when I just can't get into a game for whatever reason it is. And I'm just like, now is the time. Because clearly I just need something different yeah. and now is the time for something different so, so.
1: i like movies and i'm be watching breaking bad give something two hours i'm in and yes. out i have closure and now i can go on about my business it's the never-ending tv seasons that the world is infatuated with that i feel very strangely outcast because i'm like i can't i yeah. can't and watch this indefinitely every day <laughs> it's too much I, of a commitment I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm like that i will only actually watch usually i will only start a tv series once it's finished like, it's done. And I know what I'm committing to. So, like, I know I'm committing to, like, I'm rewatching Breaking Bad kind of while I'm playing Tetris in the evenings. And, like, I know how many episodes this is. I know. I am I know what I've committed to, and I can just do it in chunks. Um, I don't, I can't do a show that's, like, on its 14th season. Ah, dude, you're done. You lost me. Like, I can't do that. Who does that? People have more free time than me. Yeah. People who don't play video games. Yeah. All right. We have actual video game. Well, we kind of have video game news to talk about. Let's Mm -hmm. talk talk about E3. Because apparently E3 is just not ready to die. Refuses kicking and screaming to go down. And they're going to attempt an all-digital event this summer. Three-day event starting in mid-June. They're claiming multiple two-hour keynote sessions from partners, award show, preview night, and then smaller streams from other publishers, partners, etc., etc., they're asking for, like, a six-figure price tag for this thing. That was
1: – I mean, it's unconfirmed, but VGC reported that a publisher yeah. told them that it's six figures to be included. So a couple things. Let's say it's – I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody does. It, like, there's yes. nobody that reads that at face value and go, like, how are you going to do that in a digital space? Why would right. anybody like, pay I, you anything for this? If anything, you should be doing it for their inclusion alone.
0: Yeah, so like the big publishers will just do their own thing, which they've been happy to do in the past. And the smaller ones can't afford your six-figure price tag. And this is always something I've never
1: understood about E3 is, you know, everybody always talks about the cost of floor space and things like that. And it's like, these publishers are already members of the ESA. Like, they control whether or not the ESA puts these shows on or not. So in the typical, in the traditional E3, obviously this publisher thinks it's worth it. I always hear that like E3 time right. podcasters are going, Microsoft can't afford to have this, but that's ridiculous. They can afford whatever they want to afford. Oh. So can Sony and Nintendo and all that. Right. But like in a digital space that makes no work, they, you don't have tickets unless they're planning on selling like digital tickets.
0: Oh, absolutely. They're going to sell an access pass to that. There's no so way get, they like
1: don't. better access than the normal public. Yeah. or early access so like blizzcon you get to does to see the stream first.
0: Yeah, or like But then people are just going to restream that. Of course. <laughs> that doesn't hey, make any sense. Blizzcon Blizzcon kind of does this every year, right? They do like an access pass for it and they give digital goodies for their services and that stuff. But like they don't charge that much and they're not charging their own people to be there. So like this see this yeah. could go dirty really quick and it all Microsoft has to do is say no, no, and we'll stream our event right over top of
1: you. Yeah, and that's so screw you. Uh The other thing that I don't like about this is an awards night. Why? Why are you trying to do the Jeff Keighley thing? Like, why even go there? That's not what E3 my is. Why?
0: You have a you have a Jeff Keighley show already for the yeah. fun stuff, and then you already have the Dice Awards for yeah. the developer stuff. And get out.
1: They do the E3 <laughs> get- awards that people vote on, but it's not an awards show. It's not. Oh, no, it's an not an event. A show. It's just best demo of E3, best whatever, you know, best indie. Um, This breaks my heart because uh, for two years now, I argued Colin Moriarty when he came on PSVG arguing about a digital E3. I believe in E3 and I believe that there could be a coordinating body, be it Jeff Keighley or ESA like that. I'm not as married to. I don't I don't care who it is. There could be a coordinating body that brings these people together and structures an event, be it physical or digital or a combination of the both, where we put all this stuff in an organized manner and we release it together. And the reason I believe that to be possible is I believe if you do that, all the high tide raises all boats. Everybody benefits from that kind of spotlight as opposed to what we went through last year with a giant mess of everything where Jeff Keeloo was streaming every fourth day for 30 minutes somewhere. And Jeff Grubb had uh, a Google Doc and IGN had a show and yeah. did, uh, like everybody, Devolver had a show. Like It was insane to try and even keep up with what was happening. Um, yeah. But Jeff Grubb brings up a really good point. Last year was an absolute just gargantuan amount of revenue for everybody involved. And if they didn't need it last year and they made all that money – chances are they're all looking at themselves going we don't need it now because last year we didn't have it and we made all this money so we'll probably exactly. get that that's, what happened that's last the problem
0: year. Yeah, we're gonna get or we're gonna get something that looks a little bit more well structured but like asking people to pay in even if it's not the six figure number even if it's less asking people to pay in and you don't have to provide space or access or security or, or any of that it's or, dirty yeah. it looks bad mm-hmm you you like that's gross. Like you're they're paying dues to the ESA. That should cover. It. You want to end charge people like 500 yeah. or a 1000 bucks to get their game in the stream fine. Six figures, even five figures is dirty. Yeah. You can't that's gross. Yep. Don't do that to people during a pandemic. During, you know don't don't do that to publishers and don't do that to indies cuz this could be an indie's chance. This year would be great for that. And right? it's obviously charge the, them the indies 1, weren't bucks paying ahead. for
1: that kind of money in the past. Like yeah, no, they was, couldn't afford to. Yeah, but they they never did. Like we've seen thousands of games come through E3, they were brought in by other publishers and things like that. Yes, that's what to say. And that's one of the best parts about E3 was showcasing a lot of these games. And yeah. uh, I, I hate this that's because not, when it, this when the tweet came out, I got really hopeful, and then when the details came out, I just think E3 won't happen.
0: I think this is still probably in the works and we're going to see this concept evolve. I'm really curious to see what comes out in June, but I don't have some sort of warm and fuzzy high hopes that this is going to be good for anyone, for anyone, consumer, publishers. What's going to happen is Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are going to be like, nah, dog.
1: Well, I mean, EA's Sony and Nintendo have already said no. And EA is basically backed bothers. away. And I hate it because-
0: Ubisoft will be out.
1: I would rather see one to two weeks where they all structure their stuff together than what we went through Agree. i hate that i hate that idea
0: i i like e3 because it's exciting it's video game christmas yeah it is it's like it's 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 fun for us who are in this space and and who have the same news churn
1: i'll never stop arguing you'll never talk me off of the stance that it's better for the industry that's the thing that i've argued with most gamers about for the longest time everybody's like they don't need this and that is like it's not about need I love when every time we try to justify something, we always go to necessity. It's not about necessity.
0: It's not. No, it's not about need. the pomp and it's circumstance
1: about... and the show that E3 is provides yeah. big time news coverage from a major metropolitan Western market sure. that has more legs than when Call of Duty has their own event. I understand that they can have their own I... event and they can talk to their customer, but it's not about talking to their customer. Sure. It's about talking to customers they don't have. Right. Right. It's getting everybody out and of it's, their it's, silos and putting them together. Do you know how many games I still track agree. to this day because I saw it on stage at an E3 show that I never would have I, otherwise like had ever seen? I'm still waiting like for Tunic have, to come out.
0: I have a little notepad that I used to keep during the presentations and those little indie montages that they yeah. would do. Nintendo still does in their directs sometimes and stuff. I love those. I get so excited by those. And my kids get excited because my kids get in their silos, kids more than anybody else, because they don't have disposable income to break out. I get them to sit down. I'm just like, just watch it and see if something makes your heart sing. It's so silly, but it's true. Video games work like all media, sometimes like music. Sometimes you hear a track that you would never have liked, but it Oh man, that makes me feel things. I want that.
1: In a movie that makes sense. And then all of a sudden you find a band and you find an album and. Yes. I've
0: literally been on spin rides where that's happened, where I'm like, I don't know if I'm sold on this playlist, but I have thirty minutes, this is here, I'll take it. And then I'm like, this song. Holy God. And then it's like I have goosebumps from this song. Video games work the same way. E3 does that to me. Yep. I am in a, we we all know what we like, man, you know? But mm-hmm. forcing me into a an event forcing me into, but like organizing an event where I'm sitting down Putting for on like an three event hours. that
1: has so much stuff that you already know you want is an opportunity to market to you. Things you don't know you want.
0: Just make me excited that's and make me thing, feel things about
1: you know? the number one thing that I hate about this. Everybody do their own thing and talk to their own customers. Then you never get out of that silo.
0: I agree. I yeah. do agree with that statement. And I think if I, I never, and
1: if I never care about publisher or developer X, Y, or Z, I won't, I'm probably not going to see it. And I'm an informed gaming oh. enthusiast, <laughs> yeah, let alone to the, the guy that's and working who doesn't give a crap about any of it you're never going to reach that person e3 is a chance to reach that person
0: it's also like the the ultimate opportunity every year shake some of the cynicism that we all who are informed Pack on to our bodies like armor as the year goes on like we get cynical we don't we lose the excitement because we're looking for things to like pick at because we're bored and we want to talk about it right and for me e3 is my like weird mid-year reset where i'm like right video games are exciting yeah they're right? cool. i love this you know what i mean like cool video games are awesome with, why am i so angry all the without time? without an
1: event or a stage show and i don't want to call it a competition but they're obviously everybody kind of brings their big guns What's the onus on the publishers to show us something that's in the works f- three or four years away? They're not. They're there not isn't. going to. not isn't. Oh. You're not going to get that or early will... look at something.
0: Uh, and I've argued in the past that I don't, like, always love that. But you sometimes do sometimes. Sometimes
1: like When you but see, a little when, when, you so... when you see Link pull the sword, like you do. Sure. Sometimes you do. It depends it's... on what it is.
0: The only time I ever want it is during this when I'm on this riding this adrenaline high of E3, yeah. video games are great. Then you can give that to me. The so hype emoji
1: in our Discord is for me <laughs> reacting yeah. live to them showing Metroid hey. for the first time. That's where that came exactly. from. Exactly. It wasn't even That's, in the direct, it was after, it was in the treehouse. And I was just, sitting had there. that
0: little treehouse. I'm thing.
1: just sitting there watching and they're like, Metroid Prime. And I'm like,
0: what? <laughs>
1: Blew my mind. And and it was see, just a surprise.
0: The only time you will ever get me with something that's like an early reveal with no date, and I know it's six years away, is during E3, and you're losing all of that. And I, there's a pen. We're not going to get the your
1: breathtaking. Car. We're not going to get oh, the Lego car. You know, like the the cynicism I think has grown way too far with E3. Like everybody has just gotten on this collective E3 is bad thing, and it doesn't have to be the ESA. Like if your issue is the ESA, that doesn't mean it has to be E3, and it doesn't even have to be called E3. But like. That's the thing I was arguing with Colin about. I was like, I think it behooves these publishers to work together a little bit. Great. You know, like, yeah. get get Shu, get get Phil, and get, yeah. you know, Doug, and get them in a room and be like, look, we need a weekend here where we start showing some stuff together. Like, can we just yeah, put just a pack agree. together? And because we're all going to sell more systems, and sell more games if we do this together, as opposed to we do it on our own.
0: Well, here's the ultimate E3 question to end this discussion. Not this summer, but next summer, let's say the pandemic has gotten itself under control. We've returned to whatever semblance of normal life looks like. Do they do E3 again? Is this the death knell, E3, or do we get a physical show again? I don't again think so. Summer
1: I don't, I don't think it's the death knell because I think the issue and the reason why this is hard right now, E3 is a money-making event for the ESA to which these publishers... Oh are members of. They pay, they pay membership dues for this. And the ESA lobbies on their behalf. Like they're not just gonna just quit. Like they're in it for a reason. I don't think a lot of gamers realize that. They think of the ESA as some evil entity. It's like like Microsoft, they pay to be a partner for them. Like they're there for them. I think the the hard part right now is they don't without being able to have fans, they don't know how to monetize. And that's why I think that maybe they're looking to try and monetize by getting developer inclusion or something like they don't know how to make money. So the moment you can put people back together, then I think they're going to keep going down the path that they've been on is to turn E3 into Gamescom. It's going to be America Gamescom. Okay. A giant ticketed event where all the money is there. Right. And it's going to be more of that. Like that was the road that they were on in a digital space. I don't know how you recreate any of that revenue outside of maybe like esports. And it doesn't look like they're going that way. Yeah,
0: It's it's the BlizzCon access pass type of streaming thing. But like, my real question is, what if they monetize this, they find out they make more money, shell out less effort
1: digitally? Well, if it's a success, so never then get yeah, it could, it could be. But I think their money making is I think their money making is in legal. person. Yeah, They're going to want the demo kiosks. Right, well, we got, Microsoft has a theater. They're going to want everybody downtown.
0: have four months to figure this out this year and i'm curious to see what they've got I, I, i'm gonna yeah. follow it because i want to know but like uh, i'm i agree with you that this is a bit of a bummer and i wish that they had they had a whole year to think this through it you know that everybody's holding out hopes that the summer is going to be magically different but like come on now it's not, <laughs> have a plan b have it in case of emergency break glass that's like put together nice i was surprised they nonsense. didn't have one of
1: those last year like honestly just have three brand five little direct videos that air You know, coordinated time with some interviews and some chats and do a couple demos and call it a day. Like it's really not that hard. PSVG could organize this together if you gave us the commitment. Like kind of funny could do this. Like it's it's in a in a world today, it's really not asking too much to do some of this video streaming. Because it can all be pre recorded. You could have this stuff done a month ahead of time.
0: Yes. (laughs) Could yeah, they could have they could be doing this right now. And we we don't know like the details are trickling. We still don't know what is the actual intention here and what's actually gonna happen. And I, and we can hope that it's not I feel like mess. there's something I that hope. I don't
1: know because a part of me just wants to say if there was just a little goodwill and elbow rubbing, like this would be an easy thing. Like you get Jeff Grubb, you know, you get IGN, you get GameSpot, and you're like, Hey, you know, we want you to do an interview with so and so after we do their little presentation and we want you to field some yeah. questions, right? So you do an hour presentation, an hour after show questions, you do a demo. Like a new reveal thing, maybe a panel for actual like paying people to do like some live chats, some super chats with, and you're in and out. It doesn't make a lot of money, but it's a really great event that keeps you relevant.
0: That's the problem. Of course, I both know the problem is that this is has nothing to do with putting on an event that people want to watch. This has everything to do with making money. How do we make enough money? Just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they're they're looking at this as losing their primary source of income for an entire year, largely yep. two years. Um, and so I get it. But also, <laughs> from a consumer or an informed consumer point of view, it's a bummer, you know, so I hope they don't.
1: You're not going to go anywhere yeah. if you sit in this middle ground.
0: But I think that that's the intention to hold the pattern as long as possible till they can get back what they want. And that's a bummer for us two years running. But you and I both know, as you said before, yeah, they probably want the event because they can make more money off of it. Speaking of money, oh, Mm. baby, the transitions write themselves today. There's some new details about the Bethesda deal or the Zenimax deal. Um, Some documents have leaked out or come out that Microsoft has launched a subsidiary called Vault, which is a clever name, which is essentially going to grab Zenimax Media and house that and, you know, Bethesda and all associated properties. And I believe the European commission is going to grant a decision on this soon within the next two to three weeks, March five, March six.
1: That's the deadline.
0: This is basically in the, the normal pattern of approval.
1: And it's a temporary subsidiary. Um, that came out after this is that the subsidiary will be called Zenimax. Um, and it will act as, it will act as a, as a subsidiary. So what, what Xbox said when they acquired them rings true. They're not a part of Xbox game studios. Microsoft holds they're- Xbox Game Studios and ZeniMax. Yes. And they're yes. not together. Which, they're different. That makes sense. It does. It does not it doesn't. I mean, I think it, it makes sense if you wanted to give them some independence. They did say that That's ZeniMax why. will still continue to work their publishing arm, which I don't know if and- that makes sense. Because now you have two publishing arms um, basically doing the same thing, unless you need more people.
0: Or... They have ties for publishing in other countries that work out better than Microsoft. Or different ways. Too. And of I doing think that's things. yes. I think it's largely this is largely like back end like this works better. And Microsoft goes, yeah, you know what, you do that better, and we want to leave it. That's largely what this yeah. is probably about. And also, they did make a statement that they don't want to change how ZeniMax does business and makes they were games.
1: Very strong from the start of that, and that gives a lot of people a lot of faith that these will be cross platform titles.
0: Yes, it just, but it locks them into their that what they said they're following through. We're making Mm -hmm. a subsidiary. It is going to be ZeniMax. They will, they will do their own thing. We just own them. That's I like that because ZeniMax has got it figured out. Bethesda knows how to make and publish games. Let them, but give them backing and support, but let them do it. Yep.
1: And the CFO, you know, Microsoft Games Division. He said we want their games to play first, better, best on Xbox. That's it. That doesn't mean exclusive. (laughs) That doesn't mean time exclusive. It does mean Game Pass. Like that's the reason this deal was done. It's Game Pass. Yes, they bought Game Pass
0: content. Yeah, they bought Game Pass content. We all know that. Yeah, but the reason that they're not fuddling with publishing is because it's more paperwork to do that. Zenimax already has it set in every country in the world. They're they're good.
1: I was reading some inside insider tweets um, going over like the legalities in this paper that came out, and this seems to be a formality. Like this will get approved. Yes, they will come in. So the question that I have to you is, do you expect Xbox to make some sort of statement regarding franchise exclusivity or futures on other platforms? Or do you think they'll continue to string it out, play the safe kind of, we'll take it a case by case basis.
0: They're going to play this safe. If they wanted to do that, um, they would have rolled them under Microsoft game studios and given a big, you know, finger to everyone. I think because they're leaving the subsidiary set, they're, they're hedging their bets and playing it real safe. Do you think they could
1: make some sort of statement along the lines of, if there's a game that you've been playing on PlayStation, we're going to commit to you being able to still play that, but like new Ooh, games was so exclusives? Like, like the, a part of me thinks that until they question. answer it, every time they speak to the press, they're going to be asked about it. So a part of me thinks they need to get out in front of it and at least establish some sort of here's what you can here's what you can expect from us regarding our acquisition of Zenimax.
0: I suspect they're going to let it sit for a bit until games start coming out of this deal, new ones, and then they might decide. Like, once Deathloop is out, everything is like, all the stuff that's already on the table is out and new stuff starts to happen. That's when I think they need, they, they will feel more compelled to make the statement. I don't think they care right now. I really just don't think they care. I don't think they care enough to make a thing out of it. And I think the more they make a thing out of it, the more it becomes a discussion, too. Just I do want it to agree with away. you.
1: Like, knowing. <laughs> Phil's statements on console wars and the whole tribalism and folks being nasty to each other, even kind of addressing it kind of just gives the forum fodder to argue over. But I also, I I likely, I likewise think that if he continues going, we'll take it game by game, like you're just giving it more fuel, like giving people something to expect.
0: Stop saying that just first better best on on Xbox. You're done. I would love you know for them I, mean? like, I would I like take, that idea. take the line.
1: Just start saying Game Pass a lot. Be like, "You yeah, know what? We stop, don't know about that stop. yet, but here's what we can guarantee you. They'll be day and date in Game I, Pass." I know, just
0: don't even don't even say that. It'll be day and date on Game Pass. That's the, yeah. that's the statement. Yeah. That's the only statement. Don't even acknowledge that question anymore. Let it go. If you mean it, if you really mean that you you think this nonsense is silly, commit to it. We'll say it. It's but fine. I do think let but we up. also
1: think there will be some exclusives.
0: I suspect there probably will. And I like think Starcraft. that's when he can just say, I think he can just say it's exclusive to Xbox at that point or exclusive to Game Pass if he really wants to get crazy. Um you don't have to say to that would be
1: amazing, <laughs> they but won't. they'll never do that. But I, no, I, I they would, would love never. it if they did. Um,
0: but like I said, if he wants to get crazy, Phil's out nice night. I would love night. it <laughs>
1: if they did that. I would absolutely love it. That's where I want to. That's where I want to be. That's the future I want to see.
0: Everyone mutes you on, everyone mutes you Halo on Twitter. Halo Infinite, <laughs> everyone only on Game Pass. All, like, only on no Game Pass. Talks. You can't no even buy it again. if you have an Xbox. <laughs> Donnie's like, why is no one replying to any of my tweets? <laughs> the whole internet muted you, bro. <laughs> Twitter's like, nah, we're done. Um, but I think just, if you want, if a game is exclusive, say it. Otherwise, don't say anything about it. You're done. Move on. That's fine to handle it that way. Just like bought the thing let you realize it
1: that no matter what you know? they do nobody's gonna be happy
0: exactly so why give that your energy or point about those wars just don't just give, it give
1: everybody like a legit roadmap on what they can expect like you could just but, answer the big ones right like look elder scrolls don't come on playstation but most things aren't but everything's gonna be on game pass like you could just say that and put everybody's mind su- at ease because it's really suspect- elder scrolls right
0: Sure, but like why why commit to that when the paper probably hasn't even been inked yet? They probably don't even know the answer to that question yet.
1: That's they a good point. Want, they're
0: not ready to figure that out. That's a good point. But don't don't say anything until you're ready for it to be true and solid. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Let good. it just come out with that's a PlayStation good. logo that, on a box.
1: I'm totally fine with that. No? Yeah, on you can announce it on the game pass the and everything. And just like the show, it just <laughs> randomly appears with a with an with that's, a, that totally works.
0: <laughs> that's the way to handle it. Like, just, you want to acknowledge. Apparently, it's
1: coming out on PlayStation. You
0: want to acknowledge the thing that matters to your business. The more you do that, the less you have that other name even floating around in people's conversations about it. Just let it come out on PlayStation also.
1: And we talked about this, too. Next box. Or or if they could commit to being like, look, everything is Day day in game pass, timed exclusive. It will come out on other platforms. Just saying that lets us all know what we're playing with.
0: They could, or they could just not, and say it's exclusive to Game Pass, and see, because the point is to drive subscribers, right? Right, but once you so say you that stay, and then it's
1: not, then that backfires on you. Whereas
0: say day and date on Game Pass, that works. That works. That's what you need, to, because then you're not acknowledging. Then someone finally says, "Screw it! Who knows what's going to happen on my PlayStation? I'm buying the dumb Xbox." That's what you want. You want yeah, the that's subscriber, true. right? Not so, true. like, yeah play the business case. They do. They do want the subscriber
1: for the people that don't want them to be exclusive. They don't understanding that they didn't spend, they didn't buy them to not drive their platform. They do want people to buy game pass. So at the very least personally, and we've talked about it at the very least personally, I think most things will be timed exclusive. I do think games will show up on the other platforms. I don't expect them to show up the same day.
0: The Xbox line should be, First, yeah, on first Game
1: better Pass. best, it will be first or, better best on Xbox and Game Pass.
0: Mention the other platform and let yes, and Game Pass and see Game how Pass. many people you pull in subscribers who are just not willing
1: to. I think it'll be first sure. better best on Game Pass Xbox. It'll be first better Game best Pass. on everything but PlayStation. <laughs> That's probably and the but best. All they have to
0: do it. is say, all they have to do is say day and date on Game Pass. And see how many subscribers they can pull, because that's the point. And don't even mention the Sony platform. It may come out the same day on PlayStation. Pull the subscribers onto the service. Because once you get them on there and they and like that's it, why,
1: that's why I think everything will, That's why I think everything will at least be timed. If there's somebody out there that's going to wait six months to give you $70 on it somewhere else, then you'll take their money. But I think most everything will be timed. I think most everything will be timed. Yeah. Because you're exactly right. And I think the they solution to want that problem you to is have Game Pass. And I think they'll release it on PC. I- so if you want to pay $70 sure. on PC, you can do that same day. On Steam. You do that on yeah. Steam, they don't yep. care. They'll do that too. But they want you on Game Pass. So Yeah. Yep.
0: And that's the the, the line should be they want on Game Pass. Yeah. People are gonna be like, I'm tired of I'm tired of not knowing, so I'll just get I- Game Pass and I'll deal with it later. Oof, I know
1: way. it's it's probably gonna make people mad, but I'm all for them going. Uh, it'll be out September 1st on Game Pass, and it'll come to uh, more platforms later. <laughs> they just never say it. <laughs> you don't know when. You don't know what other platforms they are. Just, you
0: know. No one does that. I love maybe. that you're willing to just set fire to the internet, <laughs> just burn it all down. It's hilarious.
1: Burn it all down. Who you knows? Maybe we'll bring it to Switch. I mean, oh God, we don't know. All right. We'll think about it. <laughs> God, could you imagine if Phil was like, we'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> we'll get back to you. I would love he just said... <laughs>
0: i love if he would just get up out of those interviews and be like, I'm not doing this with you today. I'll think about it. And just walks out. Just like, I'm done. This is this is new Phil. Phil's done. Phil's Maybe he it. just
1: keeps re- repeating like like a I plead the fifth type of statement, but it's just Game Pass. Just over and, over, pass, and, over, pass, and pass, over and over, pass, and, over and over and over again.
0: I would love it if he wore a button up shirt to every interview. And when they asked him the question, he just popped it open and it was a That'd giant Game Pass And then logo, he closes every like, button here. again
1: before the answer. Slowly and they does it again <laughs> it pops it back. But <laughs> Phil, is it coming to PlayStation 5? Game Pass. But Phil, we want to know, is it coming? Game Pass. Is it coming game into pass. the Switch? But he's game Pass. <laughs> game
0: pass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know what? It's not even a button shirt because if he pulls it off and ruins the buttons, it's Velcro. That's the marketing <laughs> I can get behind.
1: I'm all for this Game yeah. Pass marketing.
0: And I think that's what they want anyway. Yeah. So, But the company line shouldn't be, um, oh, we'll take it one game at a time. The company line should be, it's coming first on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it's coming to Game Pass day one. That's yep. the line. Yep. And let everybody subscribe to the service, bro. Yep. All right, let's talk about Ubisoft. Donnie, what's going on with Ubisoft? Tell me things.
1: Yeah, so this was interesting. Um Ubisoft did their earnings call. By the way, strongest quarter they've ever had, which is not.
0: They dropped some good games, man.
1: Yeah, it's not like surprising. Like this is everybody in video games right now. Strongest year, strongest quarter, strongest Everyone everything has is the best else to right. do. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. Um, but this might worry some people. <clears throat> Ubisoft, by way of the earnings call, said That they have uh, a few AAA games to release in the next fiscal year, three to be exact, fiscal year being April to next March. So from this April to next March. Um, But admitted that they don't want to focus on their AAA gaming model going forward, CFO Frederick Deguet? 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 Sure. It's French I, I don't know. We it's see, French. We don't I don't speak French. <laughs> we see that we are progressively continuously moving from a model that used to be only focused on AAA releases to a model where we have a combination of strong releases from AAA and strong back catalog dynamics but also complementing our program with new releases with free to play and other premium experiences. Our battle pass yeah, the battle pass. I mean, microtransaction money is real lucrative for them.
0: But this is saying to me is that like we're gonna pick the franchises that do really well for us year over year or or release over release, and we're gonna stick with those on AAA and everything else. We're gonna back a little and put the money somewhere else. Like you'll get your Assassin's Creed; it's doing incredibly well for them. Um, but you might not see another Immortals: Phoenix Rising.
1: Well, I think you mean, for Didn't Phoenix Rising is as well. kind of a part of this because it has. All of those cosmetic skins and passes and all the DLC and everything. But like, they're all the same games. You're like, but they're all the same games, right? Like, that's the funny thing about Ubisoft. They're all the same game. Like it's almost a formulaic (laughs) cookie cutter. Like they swap out the character, they swap out the environment, but you're all kind of doing the same thing. Um, they all have the same systems. They all have the same back end. They're all taking that season pass, the DLC pass, the expansion pass, the free master pass, the skin pass, the axe pass, like they all have that to the nth degree. And uh, it must it's be Ubisoft's making them model. A lot and of you're money. just
0: going to see, you're going to see more of it. Yeah. But, you know, people are upset with this, with Assassin's Creed because there are more or the same number of armor sets locked behind microtransactions as there are earnable in the base game. I yep. think it's nine in each case. Um, That's how they make money. And if they you want them. it, you buy it. And if you don't, you don't need to buy it.
1: The experience booster. Yeah. That oh, they've had that for since years. Black Flag. I know.
0: Yeah, Black, Black Flag introduced that. It's, you know, so look, all this says to me is like, we figured out the model that makes us the most money and we're going to keep doing that. Yeah. That's what this statement says to me. That's fine. You don't have to buy into it. I like their open world games. Like I will buy Far Cry. I like Assassin's Creed. And those are where kind of my love of Ubi. Good. Those are the two I need. So,
1: um, and then also- I like
0: Watch Dogs, but I don't. You know. I think
1: it also rings that, and I think they've done actually a really good job, this. so I don't look at this nearly as negative news, but I think it means that instead of trying to plan years where they have five, six, seven games coming out, that they feel very confident that they can do two games and then get the most out of those two games. Because Ubisoft games have legs. They make big games, take a long time to play. They give you big DLCs and big expansions. And when you say you don't like it, they double down on it and they keep doing it. Yeah. It- and they try to make agree, you like, like it. Um, They don't give up on things easily. You don't get like an Anthem situation with Ubisoft games. Like if Anthem was a Ubisoft oh, game, it'd be completely different.
0: Oh. Like the <coughs> Division, the first yeah. Division is a great example of them just beating into the game until they made it what people wanted it to be. And then the Division 2 was, you know, they they iterated. I love that they do that. I love that they release like Rainbow Six Siege is still getting Siege's characters. Big. Still getting, still huge. And it's evolving constantly. crap
1: out of For Honor too for a long time
0: the absolute bejesus out of that game. yeah
1: they
0: don't let their games go so clearly this works so like yeah pick two or three a year and rotate them and then go all in on their dlc or their season passes or their esports integration that works do it like people genuinely seem to like it too no one's mad i'm not big mad about how ubisoft is making their money
1: no it seems um, good to me i i understand that some people are you know I do understand that some people probably don't like how much extra there is to pay for. You know, you used to sure. just buy a game. Sure, Now there's a buy a game, and then the pass costs just as much of the game. And then even on top of that, you don't get sure. the cool dragon armor. And even on top of that, you don't get the cool Oris armor. Like, I get it. There becomes a point where there gets to a point where you wonder, like, how much is too much. But at the same time, sure. in Ubisoft's defense, it's not like they're giving you 15-hour single-player game. And I, we don't want to value games based just on their time played, but their games are huge. You play them for a long, they're not games, they're they're platforms. They're like little engines that you do, you know, like this whole thing.
0: Look at the, look at the Assassin's Creed winter event that they dumped into that game. That was free. They do, do, for as much paid content, they do give quite a good amount of free content as well. And I think that's. Plus, they go on that sale all that, the damn like,
1: time. Like, and this is probably a reason why they, they go on sale so fast is they know that they get you care. in, they'll make it later.
0: just wait two months, buy the game for twenty bucks, and yeah, you can. But you can cherry pick the stuff you want to buy. Don't have to go like Fortnite's the same way, right? You can buy you buy the season pass, and then you can cherry pick other skins or other wraps, and it's like. And if you I don't wait have a problem with that
1: eight or 10 months, you'll get the gold version with everything in it for the same price.
0: You still have microtransaction stuff in there, but you, you pull get all you
1: get the expansions.
0: It. Super cheap. Yeah. And, and the expansions are huge. They're not dumping in a little bit of content. Like there's a lot of freaking game there. And a lot of people argue too much game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. arguably, yes, there's too much game and they're buggy. So pull the number of releases back, make them release less messy continue this dlc dump and actually i think that's become a very solid business model in a way to both make them money and i've been happy with the products that they put out over the last couple of years
1: do you think this might one lead of my to favorite games a place where we get one assassin's creed and far cry every three years and supposed opposed to every other year
0: i would like that
1: that would be nice i would
0: be okay with that they because just that feels supporting like it's less. that game then give me more content in that world because what happens with those games for me especially is like i get attached i'm attached that character. Like I didn't want to leave Cassandra hmm. at Assassin's Creed game style. So just keep me in that world and I'm happy and I'll pay 10 bucks for 20 hours of content every once in a while. Yeah. Um and stretch it. And then right when I'm like, ooh, I could use a new Assassin's Creed, boom, there it is, six months later. Perfect, you know? And if I'm like, ah, I want a shooter, well, there's my Far Cry in the cycle. Yeah. You know? And then we're never like tackling these hundred-hour games two months apart like we did this year. Like, that's nuts. So... Yep. See what they do. I want to see what they do. All right. Speaking of more content. Well, first of all, Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam on March 9th. <clears throat> this is very exciting for people who only have a PC and don't do PC Game Pass. I kind of get that. Um, Forza Horizon 4 is good. It's not as good as 3, but it's real good. So... And I, apparently there was a leak about a Hot Wheels
1: car Let's pack. let a car pack. A lot stream. of people were saying... That it was going to be an expansion. There were people that were thinking like this mystical Forza Horizon 5 that we leaked to the internet. Um, A lot of people (laughs) have thought that maybe that this expansion was that and maybe people just got their wires crossed. But it's not an expansion. It's a Legends car pack that's out. It's packs. Yeah, it's out tomorrow um so yeah this the, week you just get these cars um forza horizon 4 on steam will feature crossplay with consoles and game pass for pc players so everybody gets to play together which i'm hoping is just the norm going and forward I've,
0: that at least for microsoft yeah needs to be well oh, it's weird that we forward. have games and game it pass but
1: don't support crossplay like it's rare but it still happens like, and that's dumb i don't like that at all
0: yeah hope they clean that up because i think yeah. like that should be in their mission statement yeah you want in Make it work. That's and the whole we'll, point we'll support of, you making it work, but make it work.
1: Yeah, that's the whole point of their, yeah. like, that is their mission. And that's the whole point of, like, their Xbox Ambassador program and all that, trying to break down these walls and stuff. So I want to see more of that going forward.
0: Me too. I always want to see, like, I want that kind of, I want it to feel seamless. I like it when it feels seamless. When I play the game in one place and then I move it to my console and it's seamless and I can play with the same people, I want that experience every single that's time. That's the only
1: way the X Cloud <laughs> Plus, vision takes off
0: otherwise why would I bother like if exactly. I have to start or play with different people yep. when I'm on the go versus home in front of my console then screw that I'm never going to turn that thing on yep and we're the people you're marketing to <laughs> we're the crazy people who will use it in all these different places so make it go mm-hmm. make it go Minecraft Dungeons is getting new content I had almost forgot about this game a game that I actually kind of like especially to play with my kids it's called uh Flames of the Nether DLC February 24th yep um Missions Artifacts baddies they're also adding a free update right donnie what's in yeah that?
1: it's called the ancient hunts and the ancient hunts is a procedurally generated like end game you can get like the coolest okay, armor so like, and the coolest weapons but it's going to be kind of i guess rogue-esque where you can basically just kind of and- keep hopping in and just infinite replayability because they'll just kind of keep mixing and matching so for those folks that have maxed this game out and done all the story stuff You can still farm equipment and all that and keep going with it. Um, I gave up on the jungle DLC that was kicking my butt. I need a squad to carry me through it or something. I'm totally down to play, but all of my friends that I played with moved on. Jack didn't want to play this game, so I just let it it drop. I'm I'm not going to pay for another DLC pack. I still think it's weird that none of the DLC packs came to Game Pass. I think that's a a mistake. Um,
0: That's a mistake. This is a first-party title for all intents and purposes. That stuff should all just go in there. What are you doing, baby? Yeah, DLC
1: should be in Game Pass. Do that. Absolutely should be in Game Pass, but oh, I did yes. like the game. I'm very great. happy that I finished the campaign. Too. I like the campaign that I that I did. It's cool.
0: I'm fine with it. I played it on. We we logged my kids' accounts into one Xbox and we all played it in the same room because why not?
1: I bought we had a blast Switch. With that thing. We uh, did test the co-op. We did. Does it play. work? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does it work between Switch and Xbox? Okay. Because I came thought about late. It just grabbing them. The Switch copies
1: came real. Yeah, I was out like, like they four added months that. later, yeah. but yeah, it did come out.
0: Oh. I actually think it's fun if you're looking for a hack and slash Diablo esque game, uh, and you have Game Pass, check it out. It's worth checking out, especially if you've got kids. My kids had a blast with that thing.
1: Yep. All
0: right, that's our news. Let's. We got questions. Got we got questions. a little bit of time. <laughs> we have a lot of freaking questions. Everybody wants to ask. We have a lot question. of questions. Uh. Well, because I keep telling people this is my like favorite 20. part of the show. It's always good. I right, I'm. One, Don, I'm
1: thank you so much, I, everybody, for submitting them. Um, Even if we don't get to them, we still write them down. We have them. We, we'll try to get to them all. As somebody who's done many, many podcasts where you got no questions, let me tell you just how oh. thankful and grateful that I am that folks would like to have their question answered on the show. Like, I mean, it means the world. It It is a boost to us as podcasters to know that you're enjoying the show and you want to submit something to us. So thank you for doing it. And we it's hope you continue my- to do so.
0: My favorite thing that you guys do is send questions i don't even care if they're ridiculous twitter questions yeah. that i can answer i love it when you guys tweet i love that stuff like tweet us dumb things all the time i'm here for it ask me my favorite dumb food yes i will talk to you on the internet um if i don't get to your question on the show and it's my favorite part of the show It's answering slightly absurd questions serious ones i'll
1: take the first the first one.
0: Pick, sir. let's do this john I'll says
1: if xbox brought game pass to playstation 5 or switch would you still own your xbox
0: I would, yes, because I like the interface on my Xbox the best of those three. UI, straight up.
1: Having recently acquired a PlayStation Five, I said this on Game Tech. Boy does PlayStation Five not having smart delivery hurt. That's weird.
0: I I agree with that statement. I also, like, this is so stupid, and I tweeted about it because someone tweeted about it. Not being able to long press on the PlayStation button to shut the console off directly when I can do that on Xbox is making me
1: insane. We talked about that on Game Tech. I, I did a whole thing. I'm, I'm, it's did making you listen to nuts. that?
0: Oh, no, not yet. Okay. It's just, it's, somebody tweeted this to me, and I was like, I can't, I don't, my brain wants to long press. I have a DM press. with Dev.
1: When I first got my PlayStation, after I spiffed it up and turned it on, I couldn't figure out how to turn it like, off. Like, what am I doing wrong? I seriously yeah, couldn't. I was like, and
0: then you have to go to the power. I
1: don't know how do you how do you turn this damn thing. Off?
0: <laughs> I had to ask a friend. Yeah, it's like how to turn it off. <laughs> I love that you had to, because the UI definitely like the, the one thing that Microsoft did well is that the UI transitioned over and is just faster. So it felt very familiar and like I love the look of the PS5s UI, but I just functionally, Style, I, I'm stylistically, with it. I
1: agree. I said the same thing. Stylistically, I think it's really good, and they've. They've cleaned a lot of their back end up, like all their settings and stuff have been oh, consolidated. Ah, it's very nice. I do have some nitpicks. It's picks. also
0: very snappy.
1: I hate that activities so. bar thing. I mean, who? Because I just... when I tap the home button to to leave or go somewhere, I have to, and Dev said that his didn't work this way, so I'm interested in asking you. When I tap the, when I tap the, the PlayStation button and it brings that stuff up, I have to click from the bar where I'm at through the activities bar Down? to get to the bottom Best. bar. He says his just defaults I, to the bottom.
0: I didn't I think was like, I have to Mine does out. not
1: do that. I have to ma- navigate um, down there, which feels like wasted time. i doing something. I would I'm rather not doing than flip wrong. it, like bring those icons yes. up and push the activities bar down.
0: That's actually what I want. But like to answer this question, the reason that if I had all three and someone yeah, said, like, we if, totally you just, know. Yeah, right. We just went on a tangent. I'm not going to allow, I'm not allowing that much of a tangent today. I'm not allowing you to start crap on my podcast, Donnie. I'm not going to do it. Um, I you. It's the UI integrated with the Game Pass is what makes me happy. So no, I wouldn't get rid of my Xbox. I love that UI. It's fast as hell. It gets me exactly where I need to go as quickly as possible. I'm in Game Pass. I'm in a game. I like it on that.
1: I'll be more realistic, and John, I'll say this. Uh, no, I wouldn't get rid of my Xbox, though I do agree that if they brought Game Pass to other consoles, there would be people that would say there's no reason to have an Xbox, and I could understand sure. that. The difference being is if – I mean, I'm being realistically, and I know this is not what your question is, but forgive me. Realistically, if Xbox brought Game Pass to Switch or PlayStation 5, it would be brought to them as a streaming app. Like they're not going to yes, put Game Pass, the downloaded store included oh. option of the, their entire UI is has a Game Pass built into it. They're not going to do that oh, on the other console, on the other console.
0: They're not going to do the work to make them runnable apps.
1: Right. So it's going to be consoles. streaming so only, which is fine. And if like, like let's say Game Pass came to PlayStation and it was a streaming only option. If there are people out there that's like, good, I don't need to buy an Xbox, then that's great. That's what that is for. Best. To me, me, I would still value being able to have my Game Pass games downloaded directly to my console that's hooked up to my TV um, because that's how I like to play. So even in that scenario, I still would keep my Xbox for sure. And I, I hope that day actually comes because I kind of think that's the reason that they have the S, is to make it that cheap alternative option. Yeah, if yeah. we could put Game Pass on oh, Switches yeah. and PlayStations that you know the folks don't need that then they could just subscribe to game pass and play there i totally and and i would play on switch (laughs) i would absolutely stream some stuff on switch
0: yeah i would stream stuff on (laughs) switch because then i can lay in bed this is like my dream the dream is i'm laying in bed (laughs) the dream is play video games in bed that's my dream yeah that's what i want to do playing on my game pass games it's the dream that's a good question let's do let's (laughs) delvin's is fun so i'm gonna do it do you have any regrettable video game merch buying merch any situation in which you bought merchandise for a game that you regret
1: i remember this question and that's a real i don't think so and the reason i say i don't think so is typically if i regret something i sell it
0: <laughs> if you what but you that you had the regret then sure. you sold it did you buy something that you regretted and then i sold? bought that's the what I think cyberpunk the
1: really is. xbox pope skin for my series x and never even saw mm-hmm. it by the time it ever got to me, and I had already <laughs> sold it, I sold it to Josh on the team, and I took okay. his money. It great, and I donated it to Gaming for Guru. That's that's what I did with it because by the time I got this console skin that I thought was awesome and I wanted, the well had already been soured for me in Cyberpunk. <sighs> so I didn't even want it by then. I was like, and, and people, I I posted about it on Twitter, and somebody was like, dramatic much? Yeah, I am. I am dramatic. When it comes to these he things, is dramatic. this is exactly I love that. how yeah. I am. Like I wear my feelings on my sleeve. They change randomly multiple times. I will flip flop on opinions. Whenever the wind blows me in that direction, you will just get however I'm feeling. That's it. I'm just honest to a fault. And sometimes it makes me a hypocrite. Oh, well, at least I'm an honest one.
0: No, I don't think that makes, you- <laughs> I think that people need to accept the fact that people are allowed to change their minds about things. Like, I think that's the biggest um, mistake that people often make is this is my mild tangents. Like that once someone has an opinion, they're not allowed to like change it. I'm, I changed my mind like 4,000 times a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to do that. Hey, we got like, Devin I'm in the being. chat. We're allowed to go, ooh. He I-
1: changed his minds on old games. He's playing all kinds of old games on his PlayStation because he doesn't have anything else to play.
0: I wish I had mute control over you some days. <laughs> Blowing up my spot. Um, I will tell you I had an almost... I had pre-ordered so I love the Witcher 3 that's not new information finding the collector's edition of for the Witcher 3 now impossible right it's it's marked up to a bajillion dollars and I don't want to deal with it um so I pre-ordered the collector's edition of cyberpunk thinking it would go the same way where I would fall in love with it and I canceled that pre-order right before it came out because I was like oh because everybody had had so much to say yeah about that game and I was like no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dump 250 on this thing Answer of the thing I bought was probably that, you know, that Halo collector's edition that had the helmet that you can't mm-hmm. wear. Yeah, that that's still sitting up on a shelf, and I just look at it and I'm like, Ugh,
1: because you can't, can't wear it, wear or it just you. yeah, it's because I can't you can't wear, wear it. Wear. I
0: want to wear the stupid <clears throat> helmet. Yeah, I don't want a display piece. I want to put the helmet on and act like an idiot. You in know, my house. that's why the Doom one is so good.
1: <laughs> I was telling you about this before we started the show. I bought this awesome custom PlayStation Five controller. It has like this gold gunmetal paint on it. Mm -hmm. I kind of regret it now because the reason that I bought it is I didn't want to pay the extra money for the colorware, which are like professional. So I got this one and it's it's a little cheaper, but it looks a little cheaper. Like, and it's, it looks great. I've posted pictures of it. Everybody thinks it looks great, but playing with it, I see the little imperfections on the side, the little missing paint over here. Like the D pad kind of has a mark on it. Like it's not what I wanted. So I kind of don't like it. So I kind of regret it. And I, I think I'm going to sand it down and repaint it. I actually think I'm going to soak it in like paint. thinner. Why not, man? I'm going to I'm gonna put it in paint thinner. I'm going to get the paint off of it. I'm going to sand it and I'm going to try to paint it myself because um, the speaker didn't work. I didn't tell anybody this, but the speaker didn't work. So I actually really? took it apart. The speaker was put on backwards. I took it apart and put it, put the speaker back together. So I already feel pretty confident in getting in and out of the controller. So at this point I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think I'm just going to paint it black, and then will at least match Just do it. my console.
0: Great. See, when we have regrets, we fix our problems. I still have the dumb Halo helmet up there. It's still on a shelf. Yeah. A high shelf. Um, uh,
1: speaking of fixing I look it, at it, I bought the colorware cool. controller. <laughs> I
0: was like, yeah, you're what see, I you actually wanted,
1: <laughs> so I'm just going to get you now.
0: <laughs> I want you to know that your, your statement of I'm going to soak it and paint thinner just made me think of like Terminator. Just dropping into the lava like the molten... <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's the thought I had Just like dunk in uh, that freaking thing Like the Joker in a bat of acid That's fun Alright, Donnie, it's your turn, it's question time Look I have that. one
1: on Twitter that I didn't put in the notes uh, it Comes from Grouchy Ooh. He says, I'm eating the rest of yeah. my home-grilled Super Bowl Parmesan garlic chicken wings And curious Last food question Do you like your wings dry or sloppy? What are your go-to flavors? Do you lick your fingers clean or a napkin? Do you eat them with one hand or both?
0: All right, I wings wings. I prefer sl- like a wet sauce. I don't like a dry rub on wings. On chicken, it's different. On wings, and I'm like one of those like vinegary hot sauce make my nose run kind of people when it comes mm. to wings. Like I want hot wings. I mean, in the Philadelphia area like that's what you get, and that's what I love. So, like vinegary hot sauce though. Not that like not like straight pepper fire. Like it's got to have that like vinegar butter back end to it. Sure. I am I will lick my fingers clean until I am done and then I will hose myself off with like wet ones <laughs> like just I'm gross like I don't care I've been married for 13 years I got no shame uh and I will eat them with both hands so I will literally look like a sauce monster
1: okay nice I eat them with both care. hands uh, I'm a napkin person or a towel like I may even grab like, <laughs> a washcloth while I'm eating them that's um such a good
0: mental image for me
1: yeah I, I'm the, that's a legit thing I think I like my wings dry, but I guess it depends on the sauce. But I like my wings, yeah. like, not fried crispy, but, like, kind of crispy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, interesting. Like, grilled crispy. Okay. Not, yeah. like, fried crispy. They lose oh. all the juice and stuff. like, oh. grilled crispy. And then a light sauce. You know, right. like, I want to taste the sauce, but then a light sauce. When it comes to flavors, um, my entire family hates buffalo sauce. So I'm the only person that likes buffalo That's- sauce. So a lot of times... I won't order that because nobody else likes it unless I want to eat by myself. Then I will just order those Um, when it comes to like the the, when I was talking about the crispy thing. A lot of times you get sauce. The wings get soggy. That's a no, no.
0: Got to eat them. You got to eat them. There's a place by my house that fries the wings and they're great because they're still juicy, but you have to eat them in that restaurant because if you try to take them out.
1: Yeah, really that's, a no, no. Want, like, them. that's a no-no. I don't want like chicken fingery, soggy wings. That's a no-no. Um, oh, so ew, ew. No. I typically go with a teriyaki or a garlic parm or like a lemon pepper. Okay. Um, garlic parm when done correctly, like naturally, like with real garlic and real parmesan, like sprinkles, not just like a sauce. Garlic parm. Those are great. Those are fantastic. Those are good anytime. I
0: like those. Yeah, they're
1: good. Wings are the only time I yeah, I enjoy blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese on anything else other than wings. I love,
0: oh, I love blue cheese. I put blue cheese on crackers, so I like buy a wedge of blue cheese, put it on a Ritz cracker, and then put buffalo sauce on that, that like a little amazing. tiny dollop to take yeah. the edge off of funk, and it's very good. I highly recommend that. So if you're like I don't love blue cheese except with wings, that's the way to eat it. Yeah, Zaxby's has uh, like we a two
1: order type a of buffalo thing. blue sandwich where they yeah, it's really good.
0: That's exactly what you get on a sandwich, but I just put it on a cracker and eat yeah. a wedge of blue cheese. Uh, I use Frank's Red Hot for that because it's not actually spicy. Yeah. Same. But it's got the right amount of vinegar just to take the edge off, you know?
1: Yep, that's the one or I buy to, in the store. Make order
0: them That's the good that's the go to. Add some butter. Yep. You're good. Uh we order uh honey barbecue for like the kids, and then my husband and I get buffalo. That's nice. how we handle wings. Also, there's one related question drum or the flat? Which do you prefer? Drum i'm a flat person
1: yeah i am a lot of fact, people Kyle are you said can eat the them, chat of viking there are a lot of people you can eat the you yeah you can eat the flat like real good yeah no i like the drum the more meat the better
0: i am one of those people who like splits the flat yeah. like that's very satisfying for me yeah i might actually just be a viking <laughs> it's just i'm an animal like when i eat chicken wings it's just <laughs> i'm not cute when i eat wings i'm not cute most of the time i'm just kind of scary All right, let's see what else we have. We have a couple more to do here. I'm going to pull an old one from Nathan. Favorite winter drink, treat, or dessert? Since we're talking about food, why not one more? Rum? Nathan. (laughs) Oh, rum. I'm sorry. That's not... That's not... You're killing me, Smalls. I don't
1: know. Uh,
0: Like a peppermint something? Do you like peppermint? No, I don't
1: like peppermint. I don't like eggnog. No, no.
0: husband loves eggnog. I I like
1: hot fresh gingerbread and Ooh. gingerbread cookies but like only oh, yeah. out of the oven yep. not none of that store sitting in the box stuff like real gingerbread. and they're still pliable yeah just a little
0: before they snap yeah i love that man yeah. um i love candy canes mm, i love yeah. like i mostly like making them into tiny shivs because I used to do that as a kid. You'd get a candy cane and you would just like suck it until it was like a point. And then you would walk around threatening people. Stab with it. People. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Jersey, all right? Like, that's how we solved our problem. <sighs> um, I love candy canes. I love peppermint everything. Put it in hot chocolate. I'm there for it. Uh,
1: yeah, I've never done the mint thing. My family loves it chocolate just, and I'm not, I'm not even a chocolate person, really. I got to be in a husband. weird mood to get into chocolate. Like, I don't do chocolate. Like,
0: when he, he like goes for something chocolate, my husband, I'm like, you okay? Uh, Jelly beans. You're like sour candy more, yep. but I do. I love chocolate.
1: Jelly too, beans, so. sour patches, all that stuff. That's more my my style. Now, I do love, um, we're making a Valentine's cake. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm getting a strawberry cake and stuff, but like I don't necessarily associate dessert. I love desserts, but I don't associate desserts with winter the holiday. Like every Thanksgiving, uh, I get banana pudding. That's just kind of like my go to banana pudding. That's,
0: oh, Pumpkin pie is a fall winter thing. Yeah, for me. I like pumpkin pie. I only pie. ever want a, a like, I, and I only ever want a custard pie like that in that time of year. Like on
1: Christmas, I'll do whatever. It's just a me. Any pie, cake, maybe, I'm sure. Give me all the cookies.
0: Just give me all the cookies. Mm, I want works. Uh, so. I think the real answer for me is that every year and only at Christmas, my mom makes these little Italian cookies and they're like a very dense cookie with an icing on the top, little Italian, knot cookies. They're kind of designed to be dipped in coffee because they're dense and I love them, but she only makes them at Christmas. And I think those are like my yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah. I love those. It's
1: like a biscuit.
0: They're very biscuity. They're not yeah. super sweet, but the icing is, um, they've got like a scone.
1: Yeah, texture to yeah, them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Butter dents, they're one of my favorite things in the world, and I associate them with winter, because you can't just sit out back at Fourth of July and eat those cookies. Like, <laughs> you can't. You'll die. <laughs> so your butter will be coming out your pores. <laughs>
1: um, all right, hit me with one more, man. Terry goes, with all that's going on with folks buying up studios, do you think video games no. are heading towards a future monopoly where one or two giant corporations control the industry?
0: There will always be... <laughs> there will always be indies. There will always be those middle studios for every one that gets bought up. One will, will take its place. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the circle of video game life. Like I don't think so personally. What do you think on
1: this? Uh, I've seen some of this going around on my Twitter lists of late. People seem to be really worried about monopolies. It seems to be like a since Xbox bought Bethesda, people are now concerned because now games are suddenly being taken away from them. They, they feel, um, I would just, I would just say to Terry, I'm not saying Terry, you're thinking this way, but anybody that might be thinking this way that, um, as Elaine once said, there's a big internet out there. There's a big gaming market out there and it doesn't consist with just your console. There's a whole big PC gaming market that has games that we've never seen on consoles. And there's a gigantic mobile market that's got games that we've never seen. Xbox buying Bethesda, even if they bought Ubisoft doesn't portray them. They're still not a monopoly. We have to go so far before there are a monopoly and they monopoly meaning that you, you either have too much control over the marketplace that you can adjust prices for everybody. As long as there's, as long as there are PC platforms, Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, and mobile, there will never be a monopoly. There's too many players in the game. You would have to shrink all of that down to like two people. And considering that you already have Apple and Google and Samsung, just in the mobile space alone, We'll never get there. It's too big. It's way too big of a pie. What we're seeing is some consolidation. And that consolidation, I think, is warranted because of the budgets that these big video game experiences take to make. It's too risky for a publisher of that size to be independent because realistically, they're one miss away from bankruptcy. So having a publisher often to give them some slack is a good thing, and you shouldn't look at it as a bad thing. It was a great thing, actually, because that means... And we said this when Xbox bought Bethesda. They may have saved Bethesda. Because if Xbox... If Bethesda had been bought by somebody else, they could have seen significant downsizing or cuts. Like, Arcane may not have made it. They had some games that didn't sell very well. Absolutely,
0: That's the thing. Critically acclaimed, but they got to sell. They got to make money. That's part of the business, right? And, like... I've actually, like, what for every studio that's been getting bought up.
1: They just fired their stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, boy.
1: You know, that could have happened. They it just bought it. They just reduced their,
0: their platform. <laughs> now they're gone. I, yeah. Like, I think it's interesting because in one on one hand, I understand, like, the concern. But on the other hand, like, look at the PC gaming space. People had a lot to say about Steam. People had a lot to say about Steam's marketplace control for, you know, a really long time. And then here came Epic. Yep. It, and, and they just waltzed in. And they, now they have a pretty successful store and they're neglo- negotiating their own exclusives. So, like, out of it's, no, almost out of nowhere. Opening, it's almost opening more than it's closing. Yep. You know what and I mean? Like, People thought,
1: like, it was impossible. Like, there's nobody that can compete with Steam. You remember Microsoft was doing Windows? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And here comes Epic. And GOG has their own little, you know... does
0: well for themselves yeah they do well for themselves with what they do and And you can buy
1: games on twitch you've got humble bundle and discord sells games like the monopoly thing is a road too far like that's people just they're taking something they don't like and they're throwing it to an extreme to make a point that's a way we're so far away from a monopoly in this space
0: we are going to continue to see some consolidation because the price of video games largely hasn't risen in a decade more two three decades and that has consequences your microtransaction models are a consequence of that right and consolidation of businesses are a consequence of that because the price to make a game has not like gone down it's sure gone up
1: and the technology the price
0: of the game is fixed
1: the technology to run games uh, is quickly becoming obsolete It's, you know, like we're seeing it already. It's already not necessary to own a box to play cyberpunk. Like you can play cyberpunk without it. So the moment, the more and more that that becomes a thing, these game publishers and game platform makers will need to change to become platform providers. And that's really the rush that you're seeing on consolidation as they're trying to future proof themselves.
0: Absolutely. And like, I wouldn't get too nervous about it in the console space. I wouldn't let yourself get too you know, bunched up about it. It's going to happen. It's either either some of this consolidation happens, or some of these studios go away.
1: Gearbox just got bought, you know. By, that's probably by smart. THQ and an Embracer Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there were a lot of reports I, that said Microsoft were uh, they 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 walked away from that deal. Like they were brought to that and they walked away.
0: Didn't want what they were given. It wasn't enough content for Game Pass. Essentially, is I think what the business deal becomes there. But like, it's either get bought and consolidated, or Go, yeah, be gone. And Just that's like happened, the happened AA in the past.
1: A space, Fifteen years ago, where all the AA folks left,
0: exactly. Yep. And that's gonna this turnaround is gonna continue to happen. And for like I said earlier, for everyone that gets consolidated, you do leave a space.
1: Well, for everyone else to step bankrupt up. or every studio like Stadia for the for the devs that they bought and let go of, they will go and create five new indie devs somewhere else.
0: Or they'll go to another publisher and bring their expertise there, or they'll all band together and create a new... Good things can happen from things that make you uncomfortable. Yep. That's the best way that I'm going to say that. All right. I'm going to snag one more question here. Um, This one's from Brian. After Xbox acquires Bethesda, what game genres do you think are missing most from Game Pass, and what could they do to fill the gaps? I wish Game Pass had more for fighting game fans. I, too, wish Game Pass had more for fighting game fans.
1: Don't they? they've got like injustice and marvel versus capcom or is he talking were, like a street of lack, rage thing
0: no when he says I, th- I think he's lacking like um like a street fighter like street sony fighter. really does have street didn't fighter they do mortal Lock, kombat you know what i mean his mortal kombat on game pass i thought
1: they did mortal kombat i thought they put mortal kombat x in there no it was way late right it was like two years after it came out or whatever
0: I do, yeah i don't remember but i do wish there was variety because just having like the injustice and Mortal Kombat, those feel the same to play from that's a fighting true. game fan perspective no and i think like, it's they a very want, you know,
1: i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you
0: it's okay i was gonna say i think like that is a that is a hole of game pass to have some diversity for
1: i think it's a hole we don't have something games. like that in first party
0: oh i agree that's a hole, big yeah. one
1: Like they had Killer Instinct. I've never liked Killer Instinct, but they had Killer Instinct.
0: It was good that that recent one. I Sony has done well to make the deal with Capcom to keep Street Fighter on their platform. I'm curious to see if they continue that deal. Um, That is a very smart deal because that is the.
1: That's the one. That's the Evo one.
0: (laughs) What do you think? What else is missing?
1: Game. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, they're good on shooters. They're good on RPGs. They're good on jrpgs really you know they are added, they they had it all in yakuza games
0: they need to get those final they had fantasy dragon games quest
1: you know like they've got you a lot of final, final Fa- fantasy not the new one but they, all of them they had final fantasy 14 that joined this month and final fantasy 12. 15 well okay well 15 yeah. was on it for two years you know like they've had them
0: like the back catalog they, yeah, the yeah, final I think fantasy they're doing team good back catalog
1: they, they've got sports games with ea that really covers their bases there trying to think of there's lots of puzzle games there's you know what there's there's like too many sim games <laughs> there's a bajillion yeah, okay. sim games on game pass <laughs> there's so many I, um, of them racing i
0: think we've discussed this
1: but they've got they've got, got forza. forza they've
0: got the best racing game yeah. i think that it's it's um rated e for everyone content it's not yeah, quite a good. genre family but they games. are missing yeah they're missing family games and it's a big gaping freaking hole it really
1: truly is that's a good one it. that's a good one i was gonna say horror games but They just recently, and, the medium and RE7, but those are new, those are, those are newer, they haven't been there for and
0: Blair a while. Witch as well, yeah. right? Blair Witch is on Game Pass, it's not good, but yeah, it's I still know.
1: horror, you I know? Know. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I get yeah, it, yeah, no, I uh, the E for everyone, and they have that stuff, right? The Super Lucky's Tale, um, they've got that stuff with uh, ukulele, they've got all the rare stuff from old, like Banjo and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but we could use more of it and more, more quality content of it and definitely more for first party that'd be great
0: yes like a cart racer that's theirs a kart like i racer know that that seems silly cart racer that's theirs would be great like by sega uh, the, uh, that's not gonna happen the family content is lacking and i want there to be more of it um because i think that that's that's a good sell especially if you do start rolling game pass into like a model that has an option for that for family stuff so
1: They've got a lot of survival My, games. I'm just looking through, like, now at this point, I'm just looking through, like, game genres. They've got a lot of sim stuff. Uh, do they Do they have MMOs the person, or anything I, like that? Like,
0: No, what? they are lacking MM uh Wait. Well, got like, Sea of Thieves, the, like Elder a Scrolls. live
1: service game and Elder Scrolls Online and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Elder Battle Scrolls Royale? Online is the big one. But-
1: is that a genre now? Like, its own thing?
0: Yeah, it is. But like that genre is yo play Fortnite,
1: and it's free to play. To be real, so it doesn't really need to be in Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's free, free to play. It's
0: never going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, they don't.
1: Like I still that. think I've told um, you this before. I still think an amazing thing would to to partner with Fortnite and bring in like their Fortnite Pass and a Game Pass or something like that. I think that'd be big. That'd be huge.
0: It'd Be huge, but they are not in a winning position for that deal. <laughs> Epicus. You know what I mean? Like, Epic would be doing them a favor. Yeah, it's not the other way around. Yeah, you know, Um, which is why I don't think it'll happen. It would be great, but I think that they would have to like take a little ego hit. Something like that. Exclusive skin. It'll be Epic's deal.
1: Exclusive something. You know. Sure.
0: Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Because you got almost twenty million people to market to. You know, that's twenty potential sure. people that if you threw a, a something at, or like even like the Discord thing, right? Like the Nitro, like what if for three months, mm-hmm. if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you get the Fortnite Pass just for the three months? That's three months or you're exclusively marketing to people that could stay, right, and continue sure. to subscribe s- to it. Um, I think that's powerful stuff. I think there's something there.
0: It could be it, right. It's for Microsoft. There's a lot there for for Fortnite. They don't care from.
1: I, like, you know, when I look at, Mar- at game pass from not our side of the house, but if I flip it and go on the other side of the house, I look at it like Groupon, like you have an, an expensive buying capacity to go to other people and negotiate sure. things. You're like, I have 20 million people that are ready, you know, for you to do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, you're right about that for sure. You wanna grab one more question here? And then we'll call it?
1: Sure. Oh, I'm gonna grab this one for sure. Ryan wants to know, what is the favorite thing about your co-host?
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I honestly legitimately love your ability to go all in. Like when you really love something or really dislike something or really have an opinion on something, you don't like pull punches, hold back. There this is my opinion. And you go so far as to hold your opinion with like under like a structure of facts, right? Like here's why I feel this way. Here's the detailed list. And people don't often do that. It is rare for someone to be like, I feel this way. And here's why I'm angry and, in detail. And it's rare and it's lovely. And it makes me like, enjoy talking to you. Cause you're not coming at it. Just like, I'm just pissed off and want to fight. You're coming at it. Like I'm pissed off. I want to fight. I've researched how I'm going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> on this, and like,
1: I come There's nobody
0: else who does that. You come prepared. You're like, I have to be. When I know you're ready to fight, I have to be like, okay, wait. All right, Donnie's gonna come prepared, so I have to come prepared, and it elevates my game. Like, it makes me stay on my game. I can't coast through like a disagreement or, an, or a discussion, right? Like, it's good. It's awesome. I love that about you, Donnie.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: See, it's so all love at the end of the show.
1: It's a really great question. Um, my favorite thing about Elaine is our camaraderie and like your demeanor, like just your, like we talked a lot about like our shared energy levels, but you're so much more, Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know, like bubblier than I think I am at times. And it's just, uh, you kind of lift my mood and you kind of put me in a good mood when we start talking and things like that. And it's a very... Like happy and kind of joyous occasion when we podcast. It's very fun, you know, and, and like it's different. It's different. Like I recorded with Kevin. It's completely different. It was very confrontational and hostile. And like, this couldn't be n- anything like that. You just have a very inviting, like welcoming type of person to talk to. So, um, I find it easy to talk to you. Like if, uh, if anybody listened listen to our DLC, if they didn't see that, like, you know, there's certain people that you kind of click with. Um, I feel the same way with dev. Like I feel like dev and I could just turn on a microphone and just go. And I feel the same way with you. I I told you that from the start and, uh, it's just real easy. And the more and more we talk, like I, I told you that, uh, somebody was asking me to join their show and I was in turn basically trying to negotiate my way off. I was like, are you sure you want me? Are you sure you don't want to land <laughs> like she's the best of us? Like she's the best of our show. Like that's by so nice. far, she's our representative. <laughs> she's our chosen representative. It's,
0: that's that's <laughs> that's so nice. Like it's uh, it's funny because like, my personality in some situations can be like a lot for some people because I am like I'm loud. I'm hand motions. I'm Italian American. Like I'm big. You know what I mean? So to find somebody like you that I vibe with. Because I'm big feels really good. Like it makes me feel good to hear that I'm like. Warm I say it's and just normal like, That's to That's rad.
1: I never think of I you that just... way. I would never be like, "Oh man, she's a lot." It's that so would nice. never happen. I'd be That's like, "Oh, nice. she's the best." <laughs> so
0: I'm gonna cry on this podcast. <laughs> this is it's this is see this is the greatest question to end a show on. I feel so good now. <laughs> it was
1: a really good question. Thank you, Ryan.
0: <laughs> this is a good question. Thank you, Ryan. That was awesome. I think uh, I think we're gonna tie it up for the week on the happy note. I'm gonna go see. I always leave this podcast to your point feeling better than when i started it. absolutely every single week i was in a mood today dude not anymore riding high riding high
1: devin the chat says they've All casted right, let's give
0: joel sh- yeah this is gonna get wild let's see if this actually happens we'll
1: see We'll
0: see all right, I'm gonna ride my high and give a shout out to all of our Patreon producers. These folks help make this happen. And so does everybody who likes and comments and retweets and tweets and keep doing those things. Uh, if you wanna find us on Twitter, I'm ET Dragon and Donnie is Eat the Hype. I tweet a lot. So if you follow me, be ready. As no, Jeff Grubb I told me once. Lot. If you you tweet, you retweet a lot. <laughs> I tweet a lot. <laughs> the collective Xbox Empire tweet experience is a lot. So get your get your butt ready. <laughs> Right, it's a lot, and it's it great. It's great. All right, so shout out to our Patreon producers: Michael Messick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days ninety three, Ben moxham Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Chris Grouchy M,
1: Grouchy Surge,
0: Tyus, Josh bone and Grouchy Surge. I moved it because I like to. Grr. I like to end. <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks to everybody who watches listens tweets you know the drill we love you i love everybody i love everybody donnie's sometimes grumpy but usually it, he turns around loves everybody too loves every don't let him tell you otherwise <laughs> <laughs> except delvin i guess delvin. i don't know anymore
1: it's delvin delvin and devin it's <laughs> devin today
0: yeah, it's just they were having a he'd fight, fight me if i said the, the grass around. was
1: green he'd fight me just that's fights constantly he's like, you guys
0: have a brother. I posted the gif
1: of like the brick wall, like argument. It br- is absolutely arguing with Devin. Just a brick wall.
0: If you come to our Discord to hang out, I often just sit there, like the mom, like the chat mom, and I'm just like,
1: like you were saying that I come prepared Discord when on. I argue. I will come with evidence showing Devin his hypocrisy to himself, and he will just blatantly dismiss it. He'd be like, and wait,
0: <laughs> the way to get to Donnie during an argument is to not acknowledge his evidence, because <laughs> woo
1: it's so spicy i'd be like exhibit a you <laughs> tweeted x y and z on november 13th and here you are defending that same thing
0: <laughs> you're like a, you're like a real lawyer and dev right. just comes at you like Saul from better call Saul. like okay whatever i'm disbarred i don't care about your argument oh thanks sean. it's so good and pure
1: i'm hanging out yeah, with sean
0: yeah that is nice sean sean's the best
1: i haven't hung That's up with sean delight. since game for guru stuff so it feels like a oh. while a bummer
0: all right for for this week i think we're out of here we're out we'll be back next week yeah mm-hmm. this was a good show i enjoyed this show i always. always enjoy this show yeah we will be back next week and in the meantime play some video games folks Peace.